Hey, everybody, it's Adina, also known as Dini the Yogini. Hey, this is Alexis from Flex of Lex. Hey, Queens, this is Dee, your faith Field mom. Hey, everyone, this is Takima from Takima Renee Fitness, and you are listening to the Fit Black Queens podcast. Hey, hey, hey. 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 Hello. <laughs> How's what everybody up, doing? I got my second shot um, yesterday. Pretty fabulous. I'm, yeah, I, I'm doing actually well. I'm, I'm sleepy, but I'm doing well. <laughs> that's why you were sleeping all day. That makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason. I, I was gonna, I was gonna lie and say I never sleep this much, but that's a lie. <laughs> I was gonna say that's all. That's not the only reason that you're ever napping all day. <laughs> you, you nap more than anybody. I know. <laughs> yes, you are. You guys are 100 right. <laughs> Well, my son is a big napper too, so yeah, he couldn't wait to get back home to get in his bed. <laughs> <laughs> is that why he came home? It wasn't for Mother's Day; it was for an epic I nap. I understand that, but. <laughs> but hey, did you guys know that May is National Bike Month? I, I Alexis did. I did not. I knew that we had some bike days in the month of May, but I didn't know that it was National Bike Month. You know, what's crazy is last year, I remember I signed up for bike to work day last year and I signed up like way in advance. And when it finally rolled around, no pun intended, um, I rode my bike and it was like, Takima was with me. There was no pit stop and it was all because of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only reason I know there's a bike something because Alexis wow. pulled me along with her. <laughs> So um, for Bike Month, you know, it's celebrated from communities from coast to coast, and it was established back in 1956, for what it was called. That's why they got the name National Bike Month. And it's a chance for people to showcase the many benefits for cycling. You know, it gives people opportunity to showcase their bikes and really more so to encourage folks to get out and bike more. You know, what I like about it is that it also raises awareness around um, safety on the roads as far as, you know, what route to take and what's safe and making sure that you're paying attention to cyclists. I think being a runner, being a cyclist, being somebody that spends a lot of time outdoors, I think it makes you more aware of people who are sharing the road with you or sharing the sidewalk with you. And I think, you know, days like bike to work day and national bike month, it really draws that safety awareness um, where people might not even be thinking about it the rest of the year. Exactly. I couldn't agree with you more. And it's now becoming, now they have this uh, vision zero where, you know, they're trying to make more trails and more paths for cyclists. And I'm uh, happy to say I'm part of some of those committees where they want to make this infrastructure where you can cycle from, I'm just giving an example, from Bethesda to Richmond. I'm, I'm hypothetically speaking, but they are really trying to make it more safe for people to do trails as opposed to the road. Yeah, well, I think I've said this a few times that I'm new to cycling. I actually learned how to ride a bike in 2000. 18, 19. So I am really new to this. And I can agree with Alexis. It's like before I start riding my bike, I wasn't as aware 
of cyclists on the road. I would just get away from them. Like, you know, when you're riding behind, when you're driving behind them, you're just like, let me get in the next lane. Um, I didn't know what that feels like when someone's on your back wheel. <laughs> you know what I mean? That that fear and things like that until it happened to me. So I am a bit, I think I'm a better driver because of it. Um, and I just want other people to, I think that's why everyone should become a cyclist. I just, just try to ride their bike at least once, you know, in the city as well as trails and things like that. Yeah, I think here in the DC metro area, we have we have a lot of cyclists, but we also have a lot of really aggressive drivers. And Say it so again. As a cyclist, it just makes me really nervous because you see people look, they'll look right, but they don't look left or they're in a rush and they're zipping in and out of traffic and they don't care how close they get to you or they're honking at you and they don't really understand the rules of the road. I've, I've cycled in other parts of the country and in other countries, and it's amazing to see how different communities um, engage with cyclists, whether they have cycle tracks, whether they have, you know, dedicated bike lanes, are the bike lanes protected bike lanes, you know, and New York City is one of the scariest places for me <laughs> to ride a bike. <laughs> I don't, uh, people who do it there are so brave, but yes, <laughs> have you all, uh, have you all cycled in other areas? Um, no, I have not. I have almost got hit by cyclists. I was in New York, I was in Manhattan, um, Times Square, and I was walking across the street with my friend, and she said, if you get hit by a bike, like someone on a bike, you know I'm going to look at you differently. And I said, whatever, Donna. And I almost got hit with someone on the bike, and she said, you were this close to being looked that differently. You should pay attention. So I have only rode my bike in, um, in the state of Maryland where I live, but, well, Maryland and D.C. since it's so close, but not in another state. I will love to, though. Interesting. I mean, I've cycled in, you know, abroad and and locally, and I've learned so much in the last three and a half months about cycling and knowing that you know you're not supposed to ride on the sidewalk. You know, that's against the law in many states. I don't know if you guys knew that, but riding on the sidewalk is a law violation, especially in the District of Columbia. I didn't know that. And just learning all the different bicycle safety rules. I mean, it's so important um, that you pay attention because between you and a car, who's going to win? The car is going to win, you know, yeah. and, and knowing that you have to ride to the right foremost side of the road in the direction of traffic and not go against on the opposite side. I, like I said, I've learned so much in the last couple months that it has just been truly amazing and a true eye opener. I do think that, um, I'm sorry. Oh, I do think that there should be a universal law or a rule of the land or something for cyclists. So if I'm in Maryland and I go to DC and then I ride in California, it's confusing thinking about all these laws and rules and stuff. I break rules all the time by accident. Listen. Okay, don't... rule breaker. So you gotta know before you go, right? So you look up True. the bike laws before you ride. So you know that in DC is prohibited to riding on, a, on the sidewalk. And I love sidewalk riding. And mm -hmm. I've learned again that that is not apropos because you have yeah. pedestrians, you have all kinds of issues on the sidewalk. So. Well, uh, I, I agree. I agree that it's important to know the rules because in Montgomery County, where we live, it's actually legal to ride on the sidewalk where there's not a bike lane 
if there's a bike lane, it's illegal to ride on the sidewalk. And there's a mm -hmm. lot of pedestrians who think it's illegal to ride on the sidewalk. People just think that's the law across the country. And that's not true. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. important to know uh, the laws of the jurisdiction you're in. And it is frustrating and it is, it's really annoying because, you know, it could be different from county to county. Whereas with traffic laws, it tends to be the same from within your state. You know, like mm -hmm. you can turn right on red in Maryland if there's a, not a no turn on red sign. But if you go to New York City and you do that, you're breaking the law, right? Yeah. So just like you need to know the laws, the traffic laws, and you need to know the the um, bike laws. And it is frustrating that it's not it's not uniform. I agree. Yeah. So I had my first um, bike ride in the street. Like it had to be three, four months ago. And it was really scary. You guys, like I was riding a bike with my friend and he was like, you want to get in front of me? I think he was telling me to get in front of him in the nicest way possible, but I didn't listen. And there was a Mercedes literally on my, on my um, back wheel. And I think that he kind of like, just looked at me, like I told you to get in, in front of me, <laughs> but um, it's really scary like being in a position where you feel like you almost got hit by a car, you know, um, as I was, this is someone who called it a steel machine. <laughs> they were like, these, these steel machines just come in, like, you know, drive any type of way. So I wanted to know, have you guys ever had that experience that, that your life flashed before your eyes and you're like, oh my gosh. I know I did a couple, about a month ago, driving riding in DC with a group of, uh, cyclists from um, an organization and they let one of the girls do the lead and she brought us across four lanes of moving traffic it was the scariest thing I experienced oh, yeah that was pretty in DC you know it's a little bit rough because people just drive erratically anyway you know but mm -hmm. I, I just think it's, it's crazy you just got to know you got to know you got to know your ABCs before you go you got to know all of those things and even, even still, you just have to be super vigilant. I was riding with Adina and another friend of ours, and we were riding on these, this road and it, there wasn't a lot of traffic, but this person didn't, they were riding really slow next to me. And then it was like, they were telling me to go ahead and cross this intersection. And then when I went to go, they decided to speed up and make a really sharp right turn. And they almost hit me in an SUV. I saw my life oh. flash before my eyes, <laughs> uh -huh, but it's like, uh -huh. there's some people who it's like, they're on a mission to, to try to ruin someone's day or scare someone. And it's like, it's, it's really scary. And then it's also scary if you're thinking about riding in a city with getting doored, you know, where someone opens their car yep. yes. paying attention and then there goes your bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think it's also scary knowing that you want to do family rides. And you want to, like, I want to ride with my daughter, but I get nervous, like having her on the road. Cause there's sometimes you have to pass on the road. Like a, um, we did that recently. We rode our bikes um, somewhere close to our house. And I was just thinking about that one time that I almost got hit. And I'm like, oh, my daughter's on the road. You got to get in front of me. I was aggressive with that. <laughs> so I'm curious because Adina, you lead a lot of group rides. Where do you find routes? Like, how do you know? For people listening who are like, okay, these ladies are making it sound really scary. How do you find routes that are safe or routes that people have reviewed before? So it's either going to be um, on all trails 
or I look at WABA, uh, WABA, which is Washington Area Bicycle Association, which has a lot of different things, but I like to do the trails and I like to get the recommendation of some of the riders that are participating because a lot of them prefer the trails more than the road, right? So we find the area where it's not heavily congested and where it's gonna be safe and very minimal intersection traffic. So um, it's just based on the, the group numbers, it's based on the participants, because if you have 24 new cyclists, like I had a couple of weeks ago, that is very different because you're, you're also minding what they're doing, you know, and making sure that they know the rules of the road. So um, it's just varies. We look at all trails and we put a poll out sometimes, and sometimes we just make a, I'll make a decision and say, this is where we're riding, join us if you like, you know, and always, um, in group rides, I do the very beginning safety check, the ABCs, and also make sure that they know that they have to scan when they ride. So you scan and you, you turn your head and you look to see, you know, with your peripheral vision and vehicles coming and also be predictable. You have to be predictable for the vehicle that's behind you. Mm -hmm. Make that eye contact. It's so important. So I think I went a little bit too far, but yeah, I try no. to find routes that are pretty decent. That's really good what you said about being predictable because there's, as a, as a person who's a cyclist myself, there is nothing more frustrating to me than watching some guy on like a super expensive bike with his little fancy outfit and his little fancy helmet deciding he's the king of the road and there's the bike lane and here he is in the middle of the road swerving and doing tricks and stuff and it's like, dude, like you're going to get yeah. hit. I told Takima this the other day. I went to a community meeting a few years back and these people were getting all angry about aggressive drivers. And the person was like, well, it's my right. If they hit me, I'm in the right and they're wrong. And the, the state trooper that who was there, he said, well, you, you want them to put that on your tombstone because at the end of the day, <laughs> it doesn't matter who's right and who's wrong if you're dead, right? So, yeah. you know, you have to be really, um, like you said, be predictable. Don't do start yeah. doing crazy stuff with a car behind you just because you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then know that when you get into like a major intersection and there's like four lanes and you're feeling unsafe, and uncomfortable about crossing over to the far left lane because that's where you need to go, dismount off your bike, go to the corner, push the button so that you can walk your bike across the street. So there's options. There's no need to be like you say, uh, Alexis, like that guy was, you know, fancy smancy, you know, I can do all of these things, you know, but you just have to be predictable. You have to scan, you have to scan. And when I'm meaning you really have to check behind you and, and really know what's going on. You really do. And then you need to stay in that far right, far right foremost lane and three week, three, excuse me, three feet away from a car door, swinging their car door open and yeah. communicate when you're with the group, communicate from the front to the back. It's yeah. so important. I learned the communication from a group ride with you, Adina. That was my first ever group ride. I have vowed to get better at cycling from that group ride because y'all, I almost died. I went home defeated only because, and I think I felt it that way because my, I didn't have the proper bike. My seat um, was falling down and the bike was heavy and the, it was just a lot of things with, wrong with the bike and I, I was not conditioned for it, y'all. But I learned the, like, the importance of communication 
Um, uh-huh. Like even just saying like pothole, I would have never said that before or like learning the hand signals um, to get over things like that. So I do appreciate um, a person who just learned how to ride a bike to go on a group ride because I appreciate learning new things. And you know something, Takima? When, we're, when you're in a group, and just remember this, and Alexis, you probably may know this or not, but when you're in a group ride and you're crossing an intersection, it's clear for me, but it may not be clear for you. So I can say clear for me, but when you get to that intersection, you need to stop and then, and then proceed. Everybody needs to take their own situation in their own hands. I say clear, and then I send everybody through, and then it's like cars barreling down, about mm-hmm. to have an accident. So it's clear for me, yeah. but it's not clear for you. Yeah, that's a good tip. I do have some uh, uh, one question for you. Um, normally when I go cycling, I, I do it just because I want to do it. There's like no rhyme or reason just, you know, to be outside. Um, there's sometimes I ride my bike to a spe- spe- hmm, specific location, such as like Starbucks. And I dress differently because, you know, I'm cute. So once on one ride, I'm wearing like workout clothes and the other ride I'm wearing jeans. I learned something the other day when I was with my daughter, I wore jeans, but they kept getting stuck on the spoke of the wheel. And I never noticed because I used to make fun of people. Okay. I was a bully, a small little bully. They used to have like this thing wrapped around their ankles, right? Yeah, their pants. It's like a reflector uh, band. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. I was like, why he got that? And then my pants got stuck on the spoke of the bike and I almost flipped off. That thing is important. So were you wearing boot cut jeans? Girl, no, let me tell you, I was living my inner skater boy life. (laughs) So I was wearing my hipster pants, the one that we have together. (laughs) Boot cut jeans. Alexa says something against boot cut jeans, (laughs) y'all. No, I used to wear them all the time, but (laughs) But they haven't been in fashion in like 15 years. Oh no, they're coming back. Look at these oh, little yeah, they're kids. They're coming back, definitely in the fall. But yeah. You're, so there's a number of rules to the road, how to dress in hot weather, how to dress in the rain. And again, driving, riding at night, be predictable from head to toe. Be predictable. And if you're riding at night, be lit up like a Christmas tree. Yes. Alexa's got all the reflectors for y'all. Yes. Um, <laughs> a question for you ladies just just switching gears a little bit (laughs) (laughs) that was unintentional but it was great um so how what do you have like what do you take with you on every bike ride like what is something that you always have with you so what's in my bag an air pump is that what they we call it that now what's in your bag is it air pump snacks money id CO2 cartridge, one or two, possibly, and my phone. Those are things that are so necessary. What's that? That's for the bike uh, with the wheel. Yeah, if I get a flat tire, I can pump the CO2 cartridge into my, you know, into my uh, tire. Oh, now when you say it's in your bag, what kind of bag are you, are you wearing? Right? Because I know a lot of people are like, oh, do you wear a backpack? No, sometimes, you know, some people have paneers and they put it on the back of their bike, right? Mm -hmm. So you put a paneer on the back of your bike where you can put stuff in each side. But if your bike renders that, now my particular bike, I can't put anything on it. I'd have to carry it in a backpack or I have like a thing under my seat 
or and down in the down tube, I have other stuff I can stuff in there as well. So a lot of women I see now have a paneer on their bike. When you say paneer, I'm just thinking of the cheese. Girl, I'm thinking of paninis because I'm hungry. I'm like bread <laughs> with cheese. It's like mass. the saddle bag, or they have yeah. the one that sits right in the front, the bag that sits right in the front with all of those things in it. Yeah. So I haven't done any like long hike hikes. <laughs> that tells you where my mind went. Um, I haven't done any like long bike rides besides the one with you, Adina and Alexis. Mm-hmm. So I don't have all that stuff now. What I usually use, the day I told you about like me trying to be cute and wear jeans, I wore my purse, which is not a good idea. That thing kept like swinging around. It was not yep. a good idea. I was like, listen, this is vintage. I can't be walking around like this. So <laughs> what I use now is actually my hiking bag. I have an REI hiking bag and I like to put stuff in there. And I'm not like Adina. I don't, I didn't know to carry all that stuff around because I just didn't know. So I normally have snacks, which is cheese and water, my wallet and um, my cell phone. So I don't have that much. And my locks for the, for the bikes. Oh, I always carry a first aid kit because me and my daughter, we fall a lot. So I carry a first aid kit. Those are good items to have for sure. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just think mm-hmm. you can always do research on the internet and say, you know, I'm cycling, what's in my bag. And mm-hmm. actually we're going to be doing a segment on that pretty soon on what's in my bag, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of give you some with? tips and pointers. Who's doing the uh, Trek? We're, we're working on uh, trying to get some information out. And I think some other girls from Trek has done, have done it in the past. Like what's in my bag. Okay. What about you, Alexis? What do you take with you? So I, first of all, always have my helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and that's, that's a must have for me. Um, but I, I got a little thing for my bike so that I could put like my keys identification and everything um, inside it. And it's this little pouch and it sort of connects to my bike. Um, cause I don't like you guys know, I carry a little purse. Like I used to carry a big purse and I just don't like having a big purse anymore. So I have a like a little mm-hmm. wallet, a little thing. Um, mm-hmm. and so I carry that sometimes I actually put extra sunblock, like a little thing, of sunblock in there. Um, and my water bottle goes right in my bike. So yeah, I like to travel light because I'm I'm the one that's likely to lose stuff. I told Takima this <laughs> when I was in third grade, I got my first pair of glasses and um, I didn't want to wear them because I thought I looked like a nerd and I didn't want to get teased because it was third grade and barely anybody was wearing glasses. So I went on my bike and I put my glasses in my pocket, my fancy first pair of glasses ever. I got back home and the glasses were not there. Oh my gosh. Find them. And then the next day they cut the grass in our neighborhood. And I was like, oh, I gotta tell my mom <laughs> she gonna beat me. <laughs> and I never got a nice pair of glasses after that. Wow. <laughs> I think I'm scarred from that. So I try to pack light because stuff falls out of my pocket, stuff falls out of everything. Yeah. So I keep yeah. a little zipper. I think that Alexis has a lot of like crazy bike stories. Um, I I want to know if Adina does, but I can't, I want to tell you guys a crazy bike story. And I think this is also why I didn't learn how to ride a bike until later in life. Um, in 1992, yes, I know the year. In 1992, I was riding on the handlebars of my 
brother's bike. And yeah, we were on our way to Kmart and this was like East LA, right? So we're on our way to Kmart and my mom sent us to go get um, some orange soda and some purple Kool-Aid, right? So all of my siblings are on some type of transportation. We're going to Target, I mean Target, we're going to Kmart. Why did my foot, I had, I had sandals on, get caught in the spoke of the bike and I flew off the bike and I hit my mouth, like my, the, uh, my mandible and blood was everywhere. And one thing about me is whenever I get hurt, I just act like I'm okay. And my brother was like, no, we call each other sister and brother. He's like, no sister, you're not <laughs> sit down and the ambulance had to come. And um, I just remember thinking, who's going to go get my mom this orange soda? She go beat us. <laughs> like, this is not okay. But I think that the fear of being back on the bike um, scared me a little bit. And that's why I didn't learn how to ride a bike until later in life. Do you guys have any scary bike stories as a kid? I, I remember riding with my stepbrother on the back of, uh, I don't know if you remember, well, it was like a flyer bike. It was uh, a one-seater, but I fell off and got caught my, at that time, what we call the derailleur now, mm -hmm. but I got it caught in the chain spokes. And mm -hmm. I actually have that thing on my leg to this day. It's faded as I've gotten older, but it looks like a circle and you can see the chain spokes in the what? circle. What? Yeah. Oh, I think you a fancy bike tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've, I, I've had that issue. Um, that was like early on. I think I must've been like nine, eight or nine, but um, that's You got like, back on the bike. That's good. You got back on the bike. and Yeah. Know. I mean, I've just, you know, been riding ever since and, and learning more and more each time I put uh, saddle up to go on the bike. I've learned so much. Like I said, it's quite different from what I really thought things were. Mm -hmm. what I, about you Alexis I have so many bike stories because that's how that was my transportation and my brother and I we were outside all the time we rode our bikes everywhere my dad has always been really into cycling so we would bike from um, one part of Maryland to DC we would go down to DC and back on the weekends we do 40 mile bike rides as kids we would do dirt dirt bike riding you know everything so i've fallen i've gotten jacked up i've seen my dad get jacked up i i, <laughs> I still remember this my dad always said like do not break with just the front brake never do that cuz you're going to go flying over we were in our neighborhood he, he, I don't know what happened, but he ended up just hitting <laughs> the front brake and my dad flew over the handlebars and I was just standing there as a kid, like, uh, he got up and he goes, we're not going on a bike ride today, <laughs> Go back. but, um, but no, I have so many. And I think that's why, like, as an adult, I think like, I am clumsy. I have gotten jacked up. My siblings, we've all gotten jacked up. We've been banned from being outdoors by my parents because we got jacked up so bad one summer. Um, but, you know, as an adult, I'm like, I don't know how I feel about dirt bike riding. Like I yeah. know how bad I used to fall as a kid and I don't bounce back the same now. <laughs> <laughs> no longer spring chicken. No, I don't know. I'm pretty feeling pretty daring. I'm My next investment is going to be a, a fat, fat tire bike. Oh, so I'm, I'm really feeling adventurous. I, I, I love riding. I, I find a lot of joy out of it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think right, um, riding your bike does give you joy. It's a sense of independence. Like I can go anywhere that I want to go. That's probably why you loved it so much as a kid. I just don't want our listeners to be like, Takima is negative or like, you know, like bike or cycling is like scary, but it's not. It's very joyful. It's really fun. And, you know, I don't know. I, I just, I loved it as a kid because like I said, that's, that was my transportation. That's how I got around. That's how I saw my friends. That's how we went over and went hiking to different places. Like that was, that was my transportation. And mm-hmm. as an adult, I love it. Cause it makes me, it kind of makes me feel like a kid again. Yeah. You know, it's like, you're on the bike and it has, I have all those memories from my childhood of like the joys of cycling. And there were several years where I didn't even have a bike anymore. And, um, I remember when I bought a bike, I was like, Oh wow, I miss this feeling. Like, I feel like I need to, (laughs) you know, they say it's just like riding a bike and yeah, I was teaching spin classes or taking spin classes, but I hadn't ridden a bike in so long. You forget things like switching gears and and all of that, Mm -hmm. but it's so fun and it's so liberating and I'm, I'm excited that it's bike month. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for the ride your, ride your bike to work day. Because like Alexa said, last year there was, you know, it was COVID. So no one was out in the pit tops and stuff like that. So I'm a little excited to get, get back into like the bike. Well, finally get into the biking community because I've started to really like it when, you know, COVID happening happened. But that's another thing. When COVID happened, I saw so many people on their bicycles and it was so nice. It's going to be interesting to hear how our listeners... How do they manage to cycle? How are they enjoying biking? Have you gotten on a bike? Have you explored your freedom? Are you being predictable? Do you know your ABCs? Do you know the things about your helmet? What do you think, Alexis? Yeah, I think the one thing I'll say is that I think it's great that more people are riding their bikes. It's it's more environmentally conscious. It's getting people active. It's getting people moving getting people outdoors. And I think there is a level of patience we have to have with first timers. And I think there's a lot of information, especially from organizations, whether it's community groups, nonprofits, government, what have you, need to do a good job of educating people because I think we can't expect everybody to know everything their first time out. But, um, But I think it's great. I mean, bike shops have been going gangbusters during this pandemic. You know, there's long waits on, on getting a bike, getting your bike fixed. Those businesses are doing really, really well. So it's great to see that because so many bike shops are like, you know, small family owned businesses. There's obviously Mm -hmm. there's big chains, but the, the family owned businesses are doing really well. And it's great to see that in a time where there's a lot of uncertainty. Yeah, Um, uh, we would love to hear from the listeners. Like Adina said, you can find us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page and we have our insider group where there's a lot of great conversations happening on a variety of topics of impacting fit black queens everywhere. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, You can also leave us a message on Anchor. Give us your feedback. Tell us what you think about this topic or other topics, other episodes we have. Um, make sure you're subscribed to us. Make sure you give us a five-star review. And until next time, Queens. Know your ABCs. Bye-bye.